Hello and welcome. In this episode, Ian and I are joined by the very talented Dan Golding. Dan is a lecturer at Media and Communication at Swinburne University, co-host of What Is Music, an ABC TV show, and one of the hosts of the podcast The Art of the Score. He's also a composer for numerous video games and the author of Star Wars After Lucas, A Critical Guide to the Future of the Galaxy. We chat about the last time we bought a CD, the literary device of spitting in people's faces, and for the topic we talk about film critique, using The Last Jedi as the main example. As always, we hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to the Morning Bell podcast. We are back at the Brunswick Street bookstore. That was a drum roll in... Welcome back. How are you going? Thanks. I'm doing well, Joel. I made it through some uh, rush hour traffic, some vomiting babies, and here I am on the podcast. <laughs> it's been a great night. It's that comedy movie, uh, movie opening, you know? Mm. The, you know the, the, the dad with the new kid rushing to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was a happy ending you actually got here. It's true. I did make it. And I always say that uh, kids are only stressful when you've got somewhere to be, so... <laughs> It was a little stressful, but here I am, here and you are. Uh, glad to be here with you, Joel. Yeah, yeah, good to have you. Good to have you back in the co-host seat where you rightfully belong, it's true. I think. Yeah. I, I do belong here. I mean, I'm glad that you're back, Joel, and assuming the mantle that you should have had, the king yes. in the North Melbourne. <laughs> That's what I'm calling you now. It's true. Yeah, much more charismatic. So, how was those two months that I was gone. Did you enjoy yourself on the podcast? How Those two go? months was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I couldn't let it slide. I'm sorry. But no, the two months were great. I, we had a good time, Joel. It was almost as if you set us up for a home run and we just kind of hit it home. Failed anyway. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Failed. Crazy. Abysmally. But we had a great time. So yeah. the failure was a terrific failure. It was. It was great. I had a great time listening. It was really, really entertaining to not hear me be part of the podcast and i was mm. like wow the quality just went up yeah. so much more so i should just we all felt that way so go away more often yeah there you go well it's good to be back thank you for coming on in we have a guest as we usually do dan welcome to the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me Jordan. yeah it's, absolutely yeah. how have you been going how's your week been yeah uh hectic yes uh i uh, work kind of primarily as an academic and mm-hmm. it's uh well now week two of semester mm-hmm. so uh just getting into the the swing of new subjects yeah, yeah. and teaching and all that sliding sort of back stuff. into yeah. the swing of yeah. things but it's yeah. good i'm really enjoying the semester fantastic just busy um so how's the writing podcasting life yeah. going how's all that happening yeah uh so i mean i gosh i you know i i had a book come out uh in may oh. uh on on star wars yep May the 4th mm-hmm. was the release date, of course. Could of have course. been on any, yeah. any other day. <laughs> Imagine if they made it May the 5th. I mean, yeah, would you, would you say something? Yeah. You yeah, would, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. But considering <laughs> yeah. it is called Star Wars After Lucas. Yeah. May the 5th. May the 5th. That's the ironic, cynical you, yeah. decision. <laughs> yeah. Way too deep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to think through next projects sure. while I still kind of uh, push that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And obviously this is a big year for Star Wars as has the last few years been but yeah. this I think particularly will be uh, as we get towards the end of the yeah. year so uh, mm. yeah it's uh, it's been uh, it's been good yeah. yeah do you enjoy that in between phase between projects or do you find that anxiety inducing um, it's very rare 
Sure. So I yeah, quite, you've always got things yeah, in the middle that are. Yeah. yeah, I quite enjoy this phase of just trying to figure out what will be next in terms mm. of writing. I mean, I'm doing so much in terms of in terms of other things. Uh, in terms of yeah, uh, as you mentioned before, podcasting, do a film music podcast, mm. uh, and kind of you know a lot a lot of music focused stuff these days, sure. and, and do yeah. you know a bit of radio hosting that that other audio yeah, medium exactly uh, <laughs> for the ABC. The one so. that accuses of killing them yeah it's crazy yeah. how yeah. dare they where do well, you stand on that dan no i think i think radio and podcasting go hand in I hand agree. these yeah, days and i mean the abc who you know obviously their bread and butter is radio but Absolutely. i mean they you know yeah. are hugely involved in the big yeah. annual uh podcast conference yeah. here in australia and mm. um you know really embraced podcasting my own show which is about film music can't be podcasted for copyright reasons because yeah exactly. it's got yeah, a lot yeah. of music in it uh mm. but you know it goes through the abc listen app or it will it's about to go through the yeah, abc yeah. listen app because they have that control to be able yeah. to you know <laughs> take mm. things yeah. down after a certain while that after the licenses expire and stuff like that but yeah like a, you know i think they're complimentary yeah. 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 Mm. Interesting. Well, going into the media section, I guess. Ian, mm. I, do you still listen to the radio? How does that go for you? <laughs> Actually, I, I've listened to the radio because someone at my workplace at, uh, at Monash, they've got, to, uh, they've got it cranked on every so often. They put on, uh, I don't know, Hip Hop Friday. Or, I have no idea. Hip Hop Friday? Hip Hop Friday. Look, wow. so I, I'm, I forcibly listen to the radio and then I, I kind of head into my own world of music. So it's fine. Right, okay. You know, I mean, I've I've changed the way that I consume media yeah. with the digital age. I never thought I, I was a diehard for like CDs and listening to whole albums, and now I just listen to playlists. And you know, mm. I'm glad for Spotify because it's opened my eyes to you know various new worlds of music. When mm. was the last time you bought a CD? Oh yeah, well actually it would be a few years ago because um really yeah recently we have an older car. Uh, which we kind of drive around in and uh, can use CDs. So I, I was buying them still until a few years ago. Right. Um, and recently I went back to it. So I, I actually was cranking a bit of Pink Floyd, uh, <laughs> Division Bell. Ooh. Yeah, great album. So a lot of atmospherics there. Yeah, mm. interesting. Mm. I think the last time I bought an album was whenever Depeche Mode released their latest album. Oh, right. Mm. So I forgot about Depeche Mode. It, it, it's, I think I only buy albums for bands that I used to listen to and yeah. still do. Sure. Well, I don't think I buy, yeah, CDs for mm. bands that I discover now or am interested in. Mm. I mean, thinking about the, the death of, say, traditional CD sales, but the thing that's had this, this incredible resurgence is vinyl. Yeah. So, you know, you see people consuming yeah, media in true. another way. And that, to me, is a really cool thing. Because listening on vinyl, is, is gr- it's a great experience. Aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically. Sound quality, exactly, yeah. The whole thing, mm, yeah. it's great. So, so, you know, I mean, I, would, I never would have thought people would be going back to vinyl, but here we are. Yeah. There yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's also that shift uh, back towards collections, mm. you know, like people used to pride themselves and, and kind of yeah. almost shape their identity around collections. Yeah. And that totally changed when people mm. had access to essentially databases, right? Yep. Because you don't collect databases sure, you yeah. just kind of navigate yeah, them, tap into them don't you? yeah and so i think now people yeah with with having the object of vinyl it allows you to kind mm. of set your identity around a collection sure. again to some degree yeah. yeah as an art form as well we forget about like the the importance of uh you know the inside sleeve art covers yeah. oh, uh absolutely. i think that's something like smashing pumpkin siamese dream which had this iconic sort of the artwork from it stuck yeah. with me all these years mm. uh and you kind of see something you're like oh that looks interesting i'll give that a listen mm. um it's it's a very different world and i think about people whose houses you go into i just remember one particular party i went to as a teenager where this guy had his whole lounge you know just filled with cds yeah. thousands mm. and thousands of dollars worth of music 
music. And I mean, as good as Spotify is for discovering stuff for artists, it's certainly, you know, it can... Not it can, that great. Yeah, it's not yeah. great necessarily. I mean, it works for some, really doesn't work for others. Yeah. I guess like any art form, it's evolving. And uh, hmm. I what I appreciate though is access to music that you actually couldn't get the licenses for here. Like, yes. I remember trying to yeah. get right. access to a Final Fantasy soundtrack, for example. <laughs> yeah. And the only way I could get it was from a US iTunes. So I set up a US iTunes account to download the music because I couldn't find it. I mean, it's like... I don't know. It just does your head in, right? So yeah, interesting. Dan, when was the last time you bought a CD? Bought a CD. Well, that is a really good question that I've been thinking about ever since you asked it. <laughs> you knew it was um, coming around. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think the last CD I bought was a enormous box set. And this is oh. the era before Spotify arrived sure. in Australia. So I reckon it was around 20... 12 perhaps Ooh, yeah. interesting yeah. Uh, and it was the what was called the Decca sound collection when the Decca is a, a particularly classical classical um, yeah exactly album uh, sorry um, label yeah yep. and it was uh, a box set of about a hundred of their key releases yeah wow um, huge mostly kind of like modernist 20th century yep. works which is I'm all about when it comes yeah. to classical or yeah, orchestral yeah. music and it was kind of like a way for me to discover a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about before yeah. the era of streaming I suppose mm. so yeah. mod classical is that neoclassical is that, is that well, something else well I mean when I say I mean I, I mean really like post 1900 right one, okay really. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm. like it's not even really uh, a lot of the stuff is like you know the most recent stuff is the 70s yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it's just you know it's not romantic it's not Beethoven Mozart yeah Bach. it's more like Gershwin yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. or you mm. know uh, Stravinsky, Shostakovich, gotcha. yeah, um, yeah. my my favorite S composers. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Mm. Interesting. And have you listened to those CDs recently? No, because I discovered a playlist of them on Spotify. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and it's yeah. just easier that way, isn't it? I don't think I own a device capable of playing CDs. Huh. Oh, except uh, no, mm. I have a. Um, PS4, which I yeah. used to play DVDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. You, I would say as well, the thing that has changed, which isn't great, is you don't actually own the music anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's you the, don't physically. You own don't it. physically own it, and that's I, the thing that scares me. And for that reason, I've kept my DVD collection. Mm. Yeah, in fact, because yeah. a lot of the Same. films that I have are not available on any streaming service yeah. or even to yeah. purchase. Actually, um, yep. so I'm going to hold on to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. people who had VHSs, right? And those yeah. and those licenses get taken away, and you can't buy the DVDs anymore. Yeah, mm. and then they burn it onto a DVD and they keep it, um, like the Disney Vault. Yeah, the, the Disney 90s, Vault that right? comes out every yeah. couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. It's a strange thing. There you go. Well, moving into the media section, mm. Ian, have you been watching, yeah. listening? What have you been doing? Well, I mean, we, we moved house, so uh, trying to get space to do this has been hard. Yeah. Finally settled down and uh, been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine's latest season. <laughs> uh-huh. so still enjoying, but uh, started Killing Eve mm. uh, two nights ago. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're really enjoying it. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I've, I've missed the buzz on this completely. You I, hmm. you've seen it yeah, I've seen both seasons. Okay. Yeah. I, hmm. I hear it's both seasons are good. And hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm three episodes in. I'm sold. Um, right. Yeah. It hasn't been too predictable so far. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of kept me on my toes. The one particular bit, I was like, oi. Uh, you know, I, I do have to comment on one thing. And yeah. it's something I found myself doing when I started writing. People spitting in people's faces when they're angry. 
When? Like, I'm, I'm serious here. When have yeah. you ever... I just have to ask. Because it happened last night. And was, I'm like... Isn't mm. that just movie logic or TV show logic, Whenever right? Whenever like, I see it now, cinematic it annoys logic. me. Yeah. I've got to say, I feel like it's lazy. You're like, no one does this anymore. No one yeah. no one does it. Like, <laughs> when was the last time you felt like you needed to spit in someone's face? The Victorian you, era. You, yeah, you should, like, conduct a series of experiments. Just go around <laughs> pissing people off. Yeah. And see see you how know, long yeah, they yeah, spit yeah, on. Yeah. It, it feels to me like it's so horribly disrespectful. It wouldn't even come into my mind yeah. to do it when I'm angry. I yeah. just do you think struggle. different cultures re- react to spitting in people's faces differently? Like Viking culture. Is that a big thing for Vikings to spit in people's <laughs> well, faces? Well, I'll talk to some Vikings later on <laughs> yeah. tonight, Joel. I'll let you know. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, just, I just noticed that last night on this episode. And mm. I don't know, guys. Do you think spitting in people's faces is I feel uh, like it is. I'm just putting it out there. We like, won't find like, out on this podcast. I yeah. feel like it's as lazy as a writer making their main character a writer. Yeah. Which is the other thing that really cheeses me off. And unfortunately, it happens all the time. All right. Mm. Scratch that off the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Moving on. No, like... Uh, it, Anyway, I'm just sorry. It just came up in Killing Eve. The wow, the mm, thing you really night. hate that. <laughs> I, it, it bugs me now. I'm sorry. You know when you know that you see something and you can't unsee it? Mm. The thought struck me. I'm like, this doesn't happen. Mm. Yeah. And mm. it's, yeah, it's kind of Hollywood and it just doesn't work for me. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I really like, um, uh, I think the performance, I mean, the, the writing is great, yeah. obviously, mm. um, but the performances, particularly of, uh, I've forgotten the actress's name who plays Villanelle, the yeah. assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's amazing. Just fantastic. And with accents as well. Mm. I mean, because she's, I don't know if you've seen her give an interview normally. Mm. She's like, where is she from? I think Liverpool or Manchester. Oh, really? And has like a oh. thick, not London English oh, accent. Oh, my goodness. Right. I that. No, absolutely. I hope Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah, like either accents. Liverpoolian or Mancunian or yeah, something like yeah. that. It's like a, a noticeable, you know, huh. not London sort of. Wow. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I think apart from anything... I, you know, I often think with accents, the way that people mm. talk is influenced by the way that they they hold their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because changing the shape of your mouth changes how yeah. you speak. And, and with her Russian accent, which is her predominant accent in, mm. in, right. in Killing Eve, I feel like she holds her mouth in a kind of Russian way. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if right. that's weird okay, to no. say, but it's just so yeah, convincing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. interesting. accents are really hard to pull mm. off. I have only seen one person do a Kiwi accent particularly well, and that's Elizabeth Moss. In, yeah, um, Top of the Lake. Top of the Lake. Mm. Interesting. In, no, I, I knew it. So I've thing, only yeah. seen one episode of that because my wife uh, went ahead and watched the rest of it. I was mm. so peeved. I've never gone back. I can't bring myself to go back. Really? Like, oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Betrayal. So I, did, I couldn't do it. And now forever is yeah. not watched it. It's fine. But her accent just blew me away. Yeah. I was like, and they made an excuse of like, oh, she lived in the States for a while for any slip ups. And sure. it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It's really uncanny, excellent. Joel. You got to watch it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Almost as good. The only, the only really good. Uh, uh, Australian accent mm. by a non-Australian is um, is I knew today would be a day where I just completely forget people's <laughs> names. One of the most famous actresses in the world was in Titanic. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, um, Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate <laughs> Winslet. Uh, thank you for the help. Apparently all of us said, yeah. 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 Uh, but you know that thing where you forget something yes. and then everybody forgets? Absolutely. Um, but in, in, in uh, well, in The Dressmaker, she was in uh, mm. another Australian film in the 80s. I forget what the name of that was. But it's like, it's very, very convincing. Yeah. 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 Y- you know who did a terrible job of it? Mm. Speaking of Killing Eve, one of the actresses from that, mm. uh, in The Good Place... Ah. Uh, no offense, I'm sure you're a lovely person if you haven't been listening to this, because why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Um, just the possibly the most distracting attempt in an Australian Ooh. accent I've ever heard. Yikes. G'day, 
I, it's almost like a Cockney Australian attempt. Yeah, yeah, like, right. I can't even do it. I was just about to say, keep going. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were on your way. It was yeah. so, you know when just someone doesn't you're, you're just cringing the whole time. You're like, oh, don't attempt yeah, it. Yeah. Just yeah. don't attempt it. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, that's that's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, they had their reasons for that. I'm sure as well, like, like I've heard that before. They've probably heard that criticism before if yeah. they are listening. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's go. true. I mean, it's yeah. fair. So, yeah. anyway, mm. Killing Eve, great. Killing Eve. Mm. All right, mm. I have to check that out. Dan, mm. what has been on your list recently? Uh, well, uh, it's uh, MIF, the Melbourne International Film yep. Festival mm. at the moment. So, I've been heading along to a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an Australian film last night called Measure for Measure, yeah. uh, which is, I think it was the second or third time it's been screened anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's got Hugo Weaving in it as a right. kind okay. of mob boss of uh, of a public housing block in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it couldn't possibly be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's based, of course, on the uh, the Shakespeare play of the, the same title. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah. And which is rarely adapted. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the way that many of his others are. Uh, and I thought it was quite good. It took a little while for me to come around to it, uh, mm. but nonetheless, I think it kind of. You know, pays off in the end. Yeah. I think uh, Hugo Weaving is fantastic. Yeah, uh, in it, it's by the same guys who made uh, uh, Porno. That's P A W. Yeah. Ho, mm. uh, which was again set in Footscray. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, in many ways a, s- a spiritual sequel to that. But mm. one of th- one of the, so it's two writers, directors, and uh, one of them actually died mm. like a week before they started shooting. Oh, on this. right. This is yeah. ringing a bell. I heard about this. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know. I think there's a lot of emotion from the creators mm, tied yeah. up in this tied up in this film. But yeah, that was great. I also saw uh, uh, Girlhood, mm. uh, which I'd seen before. It's a 2014 film, I think, yeah. um, mm. French film directed by Celine uh, Sciamma. Yeah. Uh, about well, uh, not that this is meant to be a theme, but I suppose it is. Another, it's a public housing block in in uh, France. Yeah. And uh, kind of this young woman coming of age and it's really beautiful film yeah. but uh, it was screened at MIF with a live soundtrack oh wow oh, yeah. interesting uh, yeah. performed by uh, another Melbourne musician uh, well um, she's I think um, Zambian Melbourne mm. uh, Sampa the Great yeah yeah who's like kind of going off at the moment in, in hip hop circles yeah um, and it was just the perfect combination of film and artist. Really, yeah. I, I yeah, loved great. it. It was great. That's mm. amazing. Mm. The, the idea of doing a live soundtrack with film, I'm trying to mm. think of when that first kind of, you know, really leapt up in recent times. Is there, you know? Well, Dan is definitely uh, the no, guest I mean, for this question. You, I don't know if you have any ideas about <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. weird. We should get <laughs> someone to talk yeah. about this. It's almost like we didn't plan this. I'll see if I can find someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the, the subtext of this is that I, I mean, I whenever the Melbourne Symphony does one of these concerts, I for the listeners unfamiliar with with what I do, I often do the pre-concert yeah. talks, and so mm. I've been involved in a lot of these, uh, which is also another reason why I went and saw this this show. Mm. But I mean, look. In the 1910s, orchestras would play the score and it would be a score written for the film live to to projections. So, in a way, it's really a revival of this old practice. Yeah. That was why I I was kind of like, you know, recently, because I was thinking, gee, you know, back in the day. It's a a fascinating idea because it's um, a lot... 
I mean, it's hard to describe live mm. music versus recorded music. There is no mm. true comparison when yeah. it comes to portraying and bringing emotion across to enliven mm. a story, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, look, it is, it is, you're right, though, into, in thinking that it is a kind of recent, well, at least mm. revival, because yeah. it wasn't until, say, 10 years ago mm. that the studios started releasing the rights. Basically, ah, it comes right. down to yeah. that where basically like in Hollywood, there were a couple of people going around saying, hey, we should do this. I think E.T. was one of the first. Right. Yeah, okay. um, yep. And uh, sort of did a few trial runs with a few films, but now like there's mm. so many yeah. that have had yeah. the, the rights released. And there's kind of uh, sold as packages to orchestras around yeah. the world. So you'll often see the same films touring uh, around. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I, did, I yeah. definitely did not know that. So that's yeah. uh, mm. amazing. Mm. There you go. We completely did not even set up that question, by the way. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that wasn't, wasn't set up. So I, I was interested to know about the rights. It yeah. makes sense. Mm. These are things you don't necessarily think about, but of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. I remember my dad going to watch, not the Ten Commandments with Charlton Aston, but mm. the black and white. Um, there's uh, a few of them, but yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. With like a pianist oh, yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing the, playing yeah. the, playing the right. score. Yeah. I, I believe that. In one theatre in Adelaide, there's still a, like a Wurlitzer organ really? that you s- someone plays it yep. and like it goes down into the stage and then the film starts. Oh, like it doesn't quite accompany, goodness. but it's yeah, still yeah, that yeah, same yeah. sort of, here's your pre-show entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting how the experience of theatre has became sort of disembodied not disembodied, you know, but very uh, removed from people in terms of live interaction and then change. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to see, it was Beauty and the Beast when it came out in 92 or whatever mm. else, when I was, you know, mm. seven or eight. And uh, I remember going to see that and, uh, okay, I was eight. Um, mm. And the, it was the last time a movie had an intermission. Right. Uh, so we had we still had cartoons before, little short cartoons, which kind of came back yeah. a bit with Pixar. Yeah. And then um, I remember having an intermission in the middle, and kind of the way that things have evolved with storytelling, it's you know it doesn't quite yeah. get set up the same. But Endgame could have had an intermission. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. I think I yeah I ducked out like middle. Yeah. I'm like nope. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah. yeah. If they ever did Lord of the Rings, I never saw extended edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh. In the cinema, yeah. I mean, it was no. long enough. I remember going to the first night actually. I mm. will say of yeah. um, of the release of Two, Twin Tower, uh, Two Towers, and that, Two was, towers, that was yeah. fantastic. But yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's funny. I, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know, I guess, in that I started the <laughs> this discussion, but I don't know how this has come back to all my various interests. But yeah. uh, in fact, tomorrow I'm giving a lecture. Or, sorry, not tomorrow. Uh, two days from now. Mm. I'm giving a lecture about kind of how film going as a practice, as a kind of cultural practice has changed. And yeah. these sort of intermissions, but also, yeah, like... You know, it used to be much more about the space. And yes. and even, you know, here in Melbourne, we have um, several old, what would be called picture palaces. Yep. Like the Astor was a picture mm-hmm. palace. Yep. Um, the Regent, um, yep. the Capitol, uh, yep. for example, that are just single screen spaces. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they are opulent, beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like ballet or, yeah. or opera Because spaces. it does borrow from theatre, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. The, the origin of it. And it was this total like... You know, you get dressed up to go, mm. and it's kind of like, oh, yeah. it's there? an event, and yeah. the lights don't go down yeah. um, mm. to the same degree, or sometimes at all. Yeah. Um, so it's you know a total social experience, whereas now mm. it's like the work. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. Like total silence. You know, mm-hmm. if the person next to you is chatting or, or on their phone, exactly. That's yeah. like a huge faux pas. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, 
And yeah. Could so you come and tell that to the students who often are at Melbourne Central? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Because I do tell Lead, them very later. loudly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not aggressive. I just say, yeah. do you mind? It's yeah. just in a very loud voice. And yeah, they, they're, they're fine. Yeah, they get they it. Get it. Yeah. But it, it is interesting as well with, with movies and in terms of like engaging with a story, right? The way mm. that we approach a movie or a TV show on Netflix is very different from what we used to do, heading down to video stores and standing around yeah. reading blurbs, discussing. Yep. You spend an hour, you know, an hour is not an unreasonable amount of time yeah. to have a discussion about what you were going to see. Yeah. And I still remember certain movies from the cover art that I would see and I was, oh, I wonder mm. what that's like. And, and never I never it. did see the Gatling gun, but I remember the cover of that at my yeah, local right? uh, video yeah. easy. One. I, I never <laughs> saw Tank Girl. I still remember the cover. <laughs> I don't know why that one stuck. I can think yeah. of several which just yeah. stuck in my mind. And mm. I'm like... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and you keep mm. going. I, it's interesting this how you engage in a story. Books still very much have, you know, by its cover. Yeah. Mm. Movies, it's different presentation digitally. Yeah, mm. exactly. I mean, we're talking about CDs, right? And I wonder mm. what yep. goes into the design of CD covers these days because they just know that, by and large, nobody's going to buy them. No. So I wonder how that's changed. And that, yeah. that's, that's a really interesting so, thing. I mean, it used to be such an art. Yeah, like, um, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, like Blue, um, Blue Note, the jazz out, um, yes. label, yep. you yep. know, like have some of the best covers for albums ever. Yep. Yeah. And that was like a, you know, a hugely involved process of mm. design yeah. and figuring out those sorts of things that like, yeah, it probably doesn't matter anymore. Same with movie posters. You know, movie yeah. posters these days yeah, are kind of crap. Yeah. And it's yep. because... They're just pictures of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, bad, kind of seemingly badly photoshopped yes. images kind of of people who are clearly not in the same room kind yeah. of thrust together. Yeah. And, you know, but it sort of doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 That's true. Mm. There you go. Um... <laughs> Speaking about streaming services, I mm. watched when I was away Chernobyl. So mm. I oh, actually yes. didn't miss out on the, the hype of that show. It was right. funny. I was at my cousin's place mm. and I wasn't going to watch Chernobyl because I didn't have access to my yeah. you know, Foxtel account. Mm. Um, and because I don't know why I still have Foxtel. Uh, but <laughs> <For Chernobyl>. yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, but he was like, oh, no, no, you, you got to watch mm. Chernobyl. Mm. Like, I know you came here to do tourist stuff, but, like, watch Chernobyl. Yeah. So I did. I spent two, two nights and I, Great. you know, watched the whole thing. Mm. That's, an interesting, that's an interesting show. Have yeah. you, have yeah, you watched yeah, this? So yeah. I, I, I will say one thing. When the memes started popping up from it online on Reddit, I was like, oh, this is funny. I didn't expect, I, didn't, I don't <laughs> generally pick what's become a meme. Like, yeah, yeah. not right. good, not terrible became a meme. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> there that you works. go. Yeah. yeah. It. Yeah, it, it was interesting because when I started watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, they'll get Russian actors in it. You know, yeah. And then I heard, and then I heard, um, who was the first? Well, there was the, the guy in the control room. Right? Yeah, the, right. The, no attempts. Yep. Yeah. Zero attempts. It was like yeah. British accent. I was yeah. like, okay. And it yeah. took me maybe half an episode. Right. But I think I preferred the fact that they didn't yeah. pretend to have a Russian accent. I, and butcher yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I totally just agree. Just roll with it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, make yeah. it what it was. And they were all using their natural accents, like Jared Harris was in it. Yeah, um, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah like which Jared I Harris. had no idea is the son of um, Richard, Richard Harris. Harris. Yeah. And that oh. blew my oh, mind. Dumbledore, the, 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 the first. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that <laughs> yeah. did... Okay. I knew him from a western called a man a man called horse. Oh wow! It was a, it was okay. a really bad film, but that was the first time I ever saw Richard I think Harris. He's in, uh, he's in some war movie that I used to watch yeah. as a kid. Mm. Um, maybe it's like Heroes of Telemark or something. He's like an that. amazing actor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Great, ridiculous. Great so anyway, that was you know, yeah. an aside. But mm. 
Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really good as a mm. piece of entertainment. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it was really traumatic. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, what's come out of that show? Mm. A lot of scientific discussion about how accurate that show yeah. was, yeah. right? On on both sides. Mm. Yeah. And some people saying that it it overestimated the amount of, you know, uh, mm. catastrophe that would have happened and some saying, mm. well, no, it's accurate and then we're having and then the discussion changed in one sense become mm. it's like well it's an american creator or like you know it's mm. a westernized creator mm. and mm. depicting russia in a mm. in a way that's not very flattering mm. that's a that's a bit of an interesting malaise right well, i didn't yeah. feel like they were disrespectful to the um, well you're like not they, russian ian I, well, <laughs> I guess my my feeling is if i was thinking though they would have had some dude stumbling out as you know gorbachev looking all like hey 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 you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. A bit comical, you know, making them appear incompetent. Yeah. Mm. I, I felt like the the way that it was kind of presented, like this is what it is, you know, the the top down rule of the of the USSR, yeah. mm. um, and the the miners, the way they came in, I mm. thought, yep, that was they were they were yeah, that mm. was right. well done. Yeah. Mm. Um, did not expect that much nudity, but okay, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. it was yeah, it was just okay. such a great like moment in that the was. in the show. Mm. Um, but I really loved it, and the way they brought the whole. Regardless of the political side of things, I guess that doesn't. I was like, yeah, whatever for me. Yeah. Um, but I am not Russian, of course. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the way they brought it to a conclusion. I intentionally didn't go back and like I, I'd read a bit on Chernobyl uh, when I was younger, you know, because I have an interest in, in, in that kind of history. But uh, I didn't go back and revisit it, so I wanted them to bring me back to what yeah, the problems yeah, yeah, yeah. were. Yeah. The way they did that was so great, and the the line that still stuck out: great writing. You know, every lie we tell, yes, uh, yeah, debt to the truth. Mm. Yeah, which is the the monologue from the start of the show, right? Which mm. is yeah, uh, yeah, Jared Harris's yeah. monologue, and it was really fantastic. Right. It really sets it up. Mm. Um, Dan, what what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, I mean, I I I really enjoyed it as well as a kind of different mode of storytelling mm. in that it it was you know some people have complained that it's like you don't get a lot of insight into the characters or they don't develop or change those mm. sorts of, you know, yeah, typical yeah. critiques of, of, sure. of yeah. short form TV series. Yeah. But to me, for me, it was about an event. Yes. Yes. And yeah. the event Chernobyl was, was a character. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. was yeah. the, the primary driving force of those, what is it? Five, six, ep- five yeah. episodes. I think it was five episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that's just really a compelling idea to go rather than a typical dramatic arc of characters and stuff like that we're going to chart an event yeah and i think that was really interesting i did think as a as a as a super fascinating contrast Mm. as well um i don't know if either of you saw uh, the last the last sars on netflix no No, but we talked about this on the last podcast and and luke uh, our co-host had some very significant opinion well the funny thing is katya um uh katya dubisara She's also Russian, yeah. Mm. So, and <laughs> it was a very anti-Zaz uh, podcast. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I mean, like I, maybe we won't go too much. We don't want this podcast. Oh no, 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 go for it. Yeah, Zaz, uh, <laughs> podcast. But I mean, I think just in terms of the accents, yeah, it was very weird to me that mostly they had English accents as oh, they really? do in yeah. Chernobyl yeah. Mm. except for the nasty revolutionaries oh no who had oh, your no. stereotypical Russian oh, you know goodness stop, stop. Uh, okay, yeah. no, no. so that was really weird oh. and, and like Ugh. at first yeah 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 <laughs> at, at first I was kind of thinking well maybe they're trying to articulate class differences because definitely the SARS would yeah, have spoken yeah, okay. with a different yeah, accent yeah. right but, 
But no, because Rasputin speaks with a kind of like uh, like Liverpudlian accent, I think, you know. So, no. No. And Rasputin obviously would not have spoken uh, the same way. So, yeah. yeah. It was weird and not in a good way. Um, But I I did nonetheless hoover up that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I can also just bring one uh, sound thing back that I loved about Chernobyl was the use of the the alarm in the background (sighs) so constantly. Even when you didn't realize it was there, occasionally be like, hey, I can hear that. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. I thought that like was just a fantastic way to build like tension and just keep things in the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, I just loved it. It it had yeah. some and and this is again setting up Dan for success here. <laughs> but like know, it, it it had some real like that you know, Sakari Johan yeah. Johansson vibes about the music, right? I Am I completely you, off base? No, here? you are extremely on base. Uh, because the music was by uh, oh, this is so terrible. I cannot remember her name. She's an Icelandic Starts with composer. Starts I think. Uh, um, um, yes. Agnes, um, Agnes Gunnadottir, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. Anyway, um, it's so irritating. Uh, but uh, so she worked with Johan Johansson. Oh, right. Okay. On uh, Mandy. Is it right. Hilda? Hilda. Hilda. Um, I cannot pronounce that. Because I can. I've. Yeah. It is. Is it is Gunnar the Tier. Gunnar the Tier. Yes. Hilda Gunnar the Tier, and she she's like a cellist and kind of an experimental musician. Yeah. And she um, mm. uh, she yeah worked with Johan Johansson, so okay. they're very much you know um, yeah, same sort of vibe. Sa- yeah. Same vibe, but yeah. The music is incredible. So mm. the the secret to that is that she actually so a lot of it was filmed in a disused um, power plant in I think the Ukraine or, or somewhere yeah, somewhere okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, before filming commenced, she went in and recorded a whole bunch of sounds inside the disused right. reactor. Like ah. she was in a hazmat suit and you know had all her recording wow. and stuff. And so, um, a lot of the music that you hear is actually sounds from inside. That's so authentic to the. Oh, wow, reality. goodness. That's great. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. a story there. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Mm. Huh. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like that, like, mm. you noticed the music in that show. Yeah. Because it added to the tension mm. of the scenes. Yeah. Because there didn't seem like uh, there wasn't a melody per se. Yeah. Like, it didn't sound like there was. I, I think probably she's going to become a bit of a superstar this year. Right. Okay. Uh, because not only has she done Chernobyl, but she's also, uh, well, has finished um, the soundtrack to Joker, the new movie. Ah, with, with, which, um, wow. That with, looks interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, so right. I think, I, I feel like. Was it Martin Scorsese attached to mm, that? Uh, I, maybe he's producing. Right. I, he's definitely not. I might have Phoenix though. Yeah. yeah, that yeah absolutely. Seems inspired. So. Yeah. So I and you know given the way that there's been a real uh, pedigree mm. of Batman-related composers mm. in the past, I feel this like could be this the, is this yeah. is the breakthrough year, and I will not struggle to remember her name in future. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Very very interesting. Mm. Um, well, speaking about DC and mm. critique and media, uh, the listeners of the podcast will know that I hammer on how much I dislike a lot of the films that are coming out of there. But this podcast, we're all being very nice, mm. and we're talking about the idea of critique, right? Mm. So I don't get to hate on Aquaman like I did last week. This year, we've had a big one. We've had Game of Thrones and all of the interesting mm. discussion that's come out of that. Last year, we had a lot of discussion about Last Jedi and Mm. Star Wars in general, right? Mm. Mm. Let's kick it off with Star Wars, I think. Sure. Um, So, again, it seems fitting that we have uh, Dan for this, but 
you've spent some time, obviously, mm. going through this. Mm. Critique specifically, do you think, and we were talking about this before the podcast, mm. but that idea that was The Last Jedi and the problems in the way mm. people perceived it and the mm. critique and sometimes quite militantly, mm. Mm. was that new in one sense? Well, <clears throat> yes, this is a kind of long and complicated thing and I have mostly long and complicated <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> yes, this I is mean, the George, form for it. Yeah, George Lucas puts it at the foot of the internet. Uh, mm. And said, you know, while he was making the prequels, that it was all fine before the internet. That you know, fans could get mad at him, and they did for Return of the Jedi. And yeah. you know, Star Wars. I think no Star Wars film is as good as the last mm. Star Wars film. <laughs> and you know, like I think that is just the way that the franchise operates. And you know, they're constantly in dialogue with each other. So <coughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, even Return of the Jedi, he got flack. But uh, by the time the prequels came around, yeah, he said, uh, you know, the internet changed everything and basically yeah. made him want to quit filmmaking. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, yes, it is no it is no surprise that the sequel trilogy should uh, have such a <laughs> violent reaction. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's got to be seen in context. Yeah. In that, yeah, uh, you know, The Force Awakens arrived kind of sandwiched between Mad Max Fury Road and Ghostbusters, yep. mm. which also had massive responses, or at least they tried to kick it off with with go- with uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Mm. Less success than with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, it's sort of just continued to be amplified. And also, I think that fan communities um, like certain bad faith actors and these are sometimes Mm. individuals Mm. uh, certain websites certain groups now know how to kind of weaponize fan responses into into almost like yeah recruiting grounds for particular ideologies yeah yeah, yeah, perspectives on the world uh, Mm. yeah and, and kind of broader causes I remember reading an interview with um, Jason Ward, who runs one of the biggest uh, kind of Star Wars fan sites, mm. and he said that over the space of about three years, the kind of the hate that he got mm. didn't change, but the language around it changed. Mm. Where suddenly he was being described as a cuck, for example, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or getting you know Pepe the frog yeah, yeah, memes, yeah. Pepe the frog memes, and sort of you know he was like, to me, that says that these people are no longer kind of getting their their Star Wars opinions are not in the Star Wars community vacuum. They're yeah. in a whole bunch of other websites. Yeah, like the internet And vacuum. they're reading yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of different things and being exposed to a whole bunch of different things. So yeah. that is the thing that's massively changed for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I suppose that uh, it's been brought into a world that's become more divided um, in terms of, especially in America especially, um, mm. you know, and, and in the UK. There's a generational divide. There's an mm. urban-rural divide. There's a conservative-liberal divide. So all these divides come out, and we're getting pushed further and further away from re- the reasonable, a place of reasonable discussion, yeah. mm. um, which makes it you know harder and harder. And that's the thing. Mm. Like when you think, for example, Little Mermaid come, uh, is coming, and you oh know, it's, it's yeah. not going to be a white yeah. actress playing Little Mermaid. Someone mm. decided that that was an issue, mm. and then like it, Twitter, especially, it creates just this toxic uh, breeding ground yeah, where people scream at mm. each other. Mm. Um, and you're like, okay. I mean, I used to take part in some of it. 
until I realized it wasn't helpful. Mm. I was like, why? Well, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this yeah. um, because mm. it, it just doesn't help. The fact is that the people who are screaming each other on the internet might be perfectly reasonable people outside of that zone or yeah. not. Or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a bit like, you know, I, I heard somebody describe it the other day as like, um, like road rage. You know, yeah. you're in your little box yeah. driving along yeah, yeah, and yeah. someone cuts you off and you don't see them as another human. You see them as another box another that's done box. you wrong. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, with, with Twitter in particular. The thing that worries me even more than Twitter is actually um, recommendation re- engines. Yeah. Um, yeah. On yeah, places yeah, like yeah. YouTube where, you know, you watch one video that says, oh, ah, yeah. The Last Jedi wasn't that good. Mm. And then the next video is like The Last Jedi is feminazi propaganda. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So that word has become less common as... Anyway, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> but you know like and then the next video is like Trump twenty twenty exactly right yeah 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 and you know that's a caricature but it's not that much of a caricature as to how mm. these systems work so it can be real <laughs> rabbit hole so you can stuff. get into a bubble and st- yeah. like it, the system helps you stay in it yeah well YouTube in particular yeah. like yeah. you know it, it's it's a specialization engine. Mm. Which means, actually, in another context, it become it becomes an extremism engine, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing, isn't yeah, it? Is that's yeah. that's the end of all this is mm. extremism, which mm. is scary. But that is where it leads because it's purely designed to keep you on the site yeah. as long as possible. That's yes. right. It's um, it's the same with Facebook, and and Facebook, however, got called out hugely for it mm. because of the um, fake news phenomena around yeah, the last yeah, yeah. election mm. in the US. Um, yeah, and uh, that it's scary stuff. I mean. I think when it comes to Star Wars, I've been a fan since... Um, the first time I ever heard a critique of uh, Return of the Jedi hmm. was when someone said that he couldn't stand the Ewoks. Yeah. And, and the first movie I actually saw was Return of the Jedi when I was okay. a kid. So for me, I never oh, even wow. thought right. they could be annoying. I was like, why would that be an issue? Like, oh, <laughs> stupid teddy bears. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I still remember that guy. Um, it was an interesting chap yeah. uh, saying that, and that's the that's probably the only thing I remember about that dude. Actually, yeah. um, now that I think about it, this was <laughs> like twenty years Ewok ago. Hater, yeah. The only yeah. thing I remember is this guy hating on. Yeah. He used to Joker's. wear Ewok pelts. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I hate them. This my yeah. life mission to destroy them. <laughs> um, and slaughter of Ewoks aside, uh, I loved the. I would never find fault personally for me mm. the, the first three movies. I love each in their own way yeah. um, for what they are. It's an interesting thought to say that. Um, that they may have, you know, each one is worse than the last. It's an interesting yeah. well, in I mean, opinion it, of people. It, 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 I mean, yeah, but I mean, even behind the scenes, like Gary Kurtz, mm. who's the producer on the first two films, had a mm. pretty big falling out with George Lucas and, mm. and didn't produce uh, Return of the Jedi mm. uh, because, I mean, look, a whole bunch of reasons, but Ewoks was one of them. Yeah. Lucas was originally going to set it on the Wookiee home planet. Yeah. Uh, and... Don't tell me that. Yeah, so, you know, like... Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, there's there's a sort of a bunch tied up in that. Uh, yeah. and, and also, Kurtz was like, George, you can't do the Death Star again. Like, yeah. You, you, yeah. you've done it once, you can't do it again. And so, you know, there, there was a bunch of uh, creating creative fallings out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting. Mm. It, it's interesting as well that, like, when it came time to do a new one, they essentially did do the Death Star again, which was mm. fascinating for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I just took it for what it was, you know, the, um, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, a new Star Wars movie this long after the previous one. Mm. I appreciate the fact that a new generation of fans can get involved. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. That's just me. And it, yeah, it, it new generation. So this is the interesting mm. thing because I, I come at this in a different perspective because, as you know, Ian, I only watched the original trilogy and then the prequels. Um, a couple of years back because I prided myself. I was very edgy 
edgy kid. And so edgy. All my fr- like all my friends watched Star Wars and they were big mm. Star Wars fans. So I was mm. like, I will not be a yeah, Star Wars yeah, fan. Okay. This is the thing yeah, I will okay. not engage with. Good. And then I became a reasonable person. Just yeah. enjoyed what I wanted to do. Enjoy. Wait, um, did you become a reasonable person? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Cool anyway, thing. yeah. Move, moving back to Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched it just before um, Force Awakens mm. came out. And mm. I enjoyed And it's funny because I... I kind of missed all the talk about Star Wars and which one was the best yeah, and yeah. I missed yeah, all of yeah. that. Though I did know that everyone hated yeah, the sure. prequels. Mm-hmm. You can't really miss mm-hmm. that. Um, but my favorite was Empire. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the character arcs. It's really yep. nice mythic symbolism. And, it's probably you know, the best looking. It's a yeah. really dramatic yeah. looking film. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched the third one and I really disliked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... The, and I remember, I was just like, why is, why is there another... Like, I, it's funny because mm. those opinions people had talked about forever. Mm, and yeah. I was thinking they were yeah. original, you know, trademark <laughs> sure, to me sure. opinions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, why is there another Death Star? And I, yeah, I hate these teddy yeah, bears yeah. and, you know, right. the whole thing. Yeah. Huh. Um, huh. So I had those reactions and then I watched the prequels and I, <laughs> I really disliked them. Mm. But in, in different for different oh, yeah. reasons. Oh, they've all got different bad things about Yeah. Them. <laughs> and then Force Awakens came out and, yeah. I, and I watched it mm. and I quite liked it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, mm. it was J.J. Abrams, I yeah. think. Yeah. It. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, it feels like a J.J. Abrams movie. And, yep. and mm. uh, you know, mm. it was fun and entertainment. Mm. And mm. I watched The Last Jedi and I came out of that and I was mm. like, that was really good. I really enjoyed myself. Huh. And then all I got for the next week mm, was yeah. talking to people and friends that were diehard like Star yeah. Wars fans yeah. and being bombarded by yeah. YouTube videos yeah. of why this film is bad. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of it, I just realized that I enjoyed it more because <laughs> out of it. Yeah, because it. Yeah. they hated yeah. it. And I thought like, huh. I just, I'm getting a different vibe out of this. Yes. Um, so let's dig into that a little bit. So The yeah. Last Jedi specifically, mm. this one had a bit more of a violent reaction mm. than The Force mm. Awakens. Why exactly? Well, I mean, I don't think there's a single element yeah. that answers that question. There's on the shall we say more benign side there's some things like the humor i think in the last jedi mm. is different from yeah. the other films um in just purely from my perspective that's probably the thing that i like the least about yes. it mm. in that it kind of does this bathos almost, a little bit yeah, yeah but it's it's like it wait like yeah. it's like it's like there's the joke and it's like it's an awkward pause there's, and then there's the joke yeah. there's the joke <laughs> yeah. whereas like uh, you know compared to like A New Hope like which is actually quite a funny film yeah. I think mm. yep. um, you know it's just sort of like oh we're making this up as we're going along like okay moving on to the next yeah, thing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and it's just kind of like mm. humorous in that it's a ball that's out of yeah. control rolling down a yeah. hill um, and so you know there's that it's, it's quite long and to mm. some degree ponderous in a way that the Force Awakens wasn't. I mm. think one of the yeah. most successful things about The Force Awakens was the way that it captured um George Lucas sometimes describes his films um as 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 containing a giddy effervescence. Mm. Um uh, not that that really comes from him but perhaps more his collaborators and, mm. and actors I think. But you know that to me I mean 
the first film when it was released in 1977 was like breathlessly mm. fast mm. in terms yes. of its yeah, the pace. pacing's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, today through today's eyes, it seems a lot slower, yeah. but definitely for the time, it was out mm. of control. And The Force Awakens, I think, really captures that yeah. spirit, whereas The Last Jedi is a bit sort of like, okay, yeah. like mm. there's a two-hour chase it's sequence. It's a measured, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, for me, again, I think one of my problems with the film is that it relies a lot on kind of characters. Mm. Like you cut away from them and yeah. then you cut back to them and yeah. nothing has happened between yeah. those. And, yeah. like, that to me, that doesn't quite work structurally. Right. But whatever. So you've got those kind of complaints. But then at the same time, you've got kind of Star Wars lore policing. Yeah, so this yeah. is the thing yep. that I sort of... Re- I was like, mm, yeah. there's tons of problems in the originals yeah. too. Yeah, which like, you know, each film has added force powers. Yeah. It's mm. not even until Return of the Jedi that you discover that, yes, lightsabers can reflect... Yeah. Uh, blast of <laughs> yeah, bullets, yeah, which yeah. which is now just such like you can't yeah. have yeah, a single Star iconic. Wars game without. Yeah. But it's not until the third film that you figure this How out. How have I never so. noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Never right. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, a lot of people do, and I I guess I can kind of see that perspective. Yeah. But then you mm. get to I think you know the more. Um, mendacious <laughs> you know elements are sort of like well there was kind of a lot of dialogue given to women yeah, uh, and you know not just any women but a, a, a woman of colour you know yeah, yeah. In, in one particular role of, of Rose and like I think sometimes there's criticism of her character and then there's bad faith criticism of yes. kind of, you know, the fact that, well, now we are at that stage, certainly we were up to the third film yeah. in the Disney era and there'd mm. been no new kind of white dude protagonists, um, which, you know, like only only pre-existing ones. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people were starting to go like, wait, my Star Wars is being taken away yeah, from me, yeah. which is like totally ridiculous. And also there have been um, some really interesting box office studies mm. of The Last Jedi as compared yep. to The Force Awakens sure, that, yeah. that shows that actually like The Last Jedi probably would have been nowhere near as successful if not for the fact that many more women came hmm. than they did to like the opening weekend of The Force Awakens. Interesting. And that's obviously, yeah. you know, building mm. up and diversifying the audience. And it's not to say that women didn't love Star Wars to begin with. They always have loved Star Wars. Mm. But, you know, I think this era has very consciously been about kind of saying... To broaden hey, it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, we can continue the list of, of bad yeah. faith complaints uh, <laughs> until the until the cows come home. But, but yeah, go, go well, for it. I, I wonder. There's something that surprised me, and it came, when it started to come out on Reddit, you know, a number of years ago, was the um, the the quaint love people have for the prequels who grew mm. up with them. Yeah. Oh and yeah. This really, is the thing that I did, yeah. I never saw it coming because you know, I was like, I've yep, seen yep, those yep, once yep. and I'm good. Thank you very <laughs> much. I'll watch them again. Uh, yeah, you once know, too many. <laughs> when the when the baby's old enough yeah. to see him again, yeah, I'll yeah. watch him one yeah, more time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's and I may not even show them uh, number two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah, number two is rough. Yeah, just, yeah. just going to skip through that. Uh, and they fall in the field. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Enough Oy. said. But yeah. but like the fact that those became like just the the memes that came out of them and stuff. Yeah. Actually, in a weird way, mm-hmm. made them yeah cool, lovable. Which yeah, is, like the the I think that the, the internet the, made them cool. The dagginess yes. made it cool. Like I was like, actually, mm. you know what? This is daggy. You know, hello there. Generally, see and you <laughs> yeah. see things. <laughs> that 
you kind of get if you <laughs> yeah. know and you, you yeah. know to say General Kenobi. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you think that might happen eventually? I wonder if with, it will. With, with The Last Jedi. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think even in a shorter time frame, I mm. seriously wonder, like regardless of whether The Rise of Skywalker is received yeah. well or... Like maybe if it's rapturously good, it'll prompt a reevaluation yep. mm. of the kind of building blocks of the Last Jedi to get yeah. there. And if it's received poorly, I'm sure there will be people ready as they were with uh, the Last Jedi to say, "Oh, it's not as good as the Force, Force Awakens." Awakens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, people will be like, "Oh, it's you know, it's fine, but it's no Last yeah. Jedi." And like, mm. I mean, this I think will happen in a very short space of time. But interesting, you yeah. know, equally, like I think, I mean, the re- the kind of um, reconsideration that the prequels are undergoing I think really mm. is fascinating to me and it doesn't surprise me that much because yeah. I was a super Star Wars nerd when yeah. the prequels were coming out oh man out. yeah I was so excited yeah, oh. yeah. I was uh, sadly uh, well uh, a moderator on a very large Star Wars uh, oh. forum at the time <laughs> so I was an uber, uber yeah 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 wow um, I was collecting Star Wars uh, collectible playing cards yeah good oh, okay, so I was, I was right yeah. in there yeah, don't good. you worry I was yeah. I'll just leave and then you oh, guys yeah, can no, just no, keep going. Me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I almost wore out the tape from rewinding to it's a trap on <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> right. Anyway, so right. that's all I'll say about yeah, yeah. my Star Wars days. Goodness. But um, you know, like there was Star Wars Celebration this year, which is uh, mm. Lucasfilm and well now Disney's big official Star Wars convention. Yep. And Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar, mm. made his first appearance at any Star Wars event since, really? since you know, probably yeah, Attack yeah. of the Clones came out. Yeah. Uh, and wow. uh, he was received rapturously. Yeah, that's cool. People were chanting his name. <laughs> so, I, you know... You'd never I, have seen that. No. Yeah. And I think that is, that is such a sign of, of things to come. Yeah, healthy. I, yeah. I suppose in some ways as well, like Jar Jar, they did... They did effectively kill him after the yeah, first movie sure, like, yeah, you know, sure. okay yeah. goodbye we won't do yeah, that again yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. yeah I've made a mistake we'll just turn him into a senator well, it's fine yeah, no understand. Yeah. but <laughs> we'll just turn him into a senator it's fine yeah, yeah. I also wonder though as well one thing in terms of and I know sorry to continue this going one thing mm. I feel that Star Wars isn't there with now is in terms of games mm. um, that mm. from, in my mind it's been a while since something really truly iconic has come out because I think about something mm. like um, The Old Knights Republic of, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. The Old Republic I keep coming back to like not the online game which I hear was very good actually mm. so maybe I'm missing mm. that in my thinking but in terms of the original Kotor like mm. you know there hasn't been something that has expanded the Star Wars universe in an amazing way. And yep. the one thing that looked like it was going to, uh, District 13 or whatever it was, they yeah. got cancelled. That's right. Yeah. Um, when Disney took over. So I'm interested in seeing more of what comes out game-wise yeah. um, that doesn't throw back to stuff, the Battle of Hoth or whatever, yeah. for the 50th time. <laughs> and, and I wonder if it's healthy. Yeah, and this goes into a, a, a different level of discussion. And Game of Thrones is slightly different in, the, mm. in this respect because it, mm. in one sense it's an original adaptation. You know, it's, sure. It hasn't been adapted mm. before. Mm. So you're going to run into all of these problems and people are going to either critique it uh, rightfully or wrongfully mm. based on plot. And that's mm. sort of where I lean in with The Last Jedi when people come up with good ideas on like oh you know this just didn't make sense filmically i'm like mm. okay mm. i get that mm. but do you think that because star wars in one sense is not from this era mm. it's from a different era with a different set of values and a different cultural context mm. by adapting it into our um time mm. and space in one mm. sense mm we're imposing a heavier burden on the creators to then make it relevant. 
Yeah. I, I definitely think that's a factor, but at the same time, Star Wars has always been political. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lucas is very political. Like yeah. His, um, yeah, and he intended the first film to be a, a Vietnam War parable. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, it was to be really at one point, uh, Chris Taylor in a great book called How Star Wars Conquered the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm. Um, talks about how George Lucas was kind of planning a, a Vietnam War trilogy yeah. mm. where he was doing uh, American Graffiti, which is yep. America before the war, yep. Star Wars as kind of sci-fi parable, mm. and then Apocalypse Now, which was Lucas's film for a very long time mm. before it became Coppola's as the during yeah. um, the war. And, you know, it's not hard to see what's going on. Like, you know, a small plucky band <laughs> yeah. of rebels fights off an imperial. Imperial, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and, and that only gets more obvious uh, by the time of the Ewoks, yeah. really, mm. actually. Uh, yeah. And it, uh, there are stories of um, Lucas kind of gleefully pointing out to Ian McDermott, <laughs> who plays the emperor, like, do you see what, what <laughs> shape what shape the office is that Palpatine resides in? Yeah. It's oval shape. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like... <laughs> um, so it, you know, it, and the prequels obviously are, you know, mm. like yeah. Anakin yeah. basically paraphrases George W. Bush yep. at one point. Yeah, it's you know. So I think what's interesting though is that I guess what's changed is the Star Wars films are no longer political in content, yeah, but in production. Yep. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and do you think that's that disconnect is? It, at, at least it makes sense to see the reaction that it does. Or do you mm. think, like, in the in the, in the time that we're in, mm. with the internet being what mm. it is, mm. like, I don't, I, you know, if Scarface came out today, I, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, sure the internet sure. would explode yeah. in a different kind of way. Yeah. Is that just the level that we're going to expect films, you know, coming yeah. out now? Well, I mean, like, you know, Disney is not making these films more diverse, I guess, if that's what we're yeah. going to call it, like, out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, th- Disney is a r- absurdly conservative, mm. yeah, 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 um, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, in all senses of the word, uh, company. They, they, they don't take bets on yeah. films. No. Uh, and mm. so, they're doing this because it's profitable. Mm. Yep. They're doing this because it's what the audience wants, even if there is a segment of the audience that is mm. extremely loud in not wanting it. Yeah. Actually, by and large... You know, they're on to a winner. Mm. Uh, and they are, you know, you look at the box office um, from like June and like the big films are all Disney, Disney. films. You yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. Uh, they have achieved, they have become the most powerful yeah. force Hegemony. in the galaxy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, I mean, yes, I think, I think, yeah, to some degree, actually, this is, this is normal and this is just the process now of, of certain um, actors either trying to mm. act in fa- bad faith against it or just struggling to come to terms with this being the new normal. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Well, I think we could definitely take a completely new hour to talk about mm. breaking down that critique, but yeah. we'll definitely have to get you back on sometime, Dan. Anytime. Absolutely. Pleasure. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. Mm. Tell us what you've got coming up and where people can find you on social media yeah. or whatever yeah. you've got to plug. No, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you can find me on social media um, at my name, at yep. Dan Golding. Uh, and same uh, on YouTube with my video essays, but I've also got Art of the Score, the podcast uh, about film music. And also, if you 
love hearing film music live on the the radio i mean you know we spoke about radio being pushed out by podcasts but actually it still does pretty well and that's i think largely due to people uh driving cars and still Mm, listening uh, stuff like that so if you happen to be in your car at uh 6 p.m on a saturday uh australian eastern standard time (laughs) (laughs) uh you can tune in and hear me talking all about uh film music on abc classic yeah wonderful and you've Mm. also got video essays on your yeah on youtube yeah yeah and yeah you can you can find them very easily on youtube or if you just go to my website which is dangolding.com or yeah then of course there's the book which is available i think in in most uh good bookstores as they say uh star wars after lucas Fantastic. Well, it's been excellent to have you. Yeah, Yeah. my pleasure. pleasure. Um, In, what have you got coming up? Ah, What's going on? Look, it's it's been a pretty quiet time uh, for me with, with moving everything. But yeah, just starting work on a new project, which is good. Um, and uh, you can find me at IH Laking. I'll do a bit of blogging about how the project's going once I figure out with my uh, collaborator what we're going to do with that. Absolutely, good. yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, and you can find me at the Penajol on Twitter where I don't tweet. Now, that hasn't changed. Uh, <laughs> I didn't come back in you, man. I still don't tweet, even though I have my Twitter. Um, uh, there's a article about how I dislike tourism uh, in, on my website that only I like. Uh, so that's thepenajol.com. But you, I think. I hardly post on that either, so I don't know it. Um, you can find all the podcast archives where you're listening right here. Um, there's some backlogs, so there will be some episodes coming out uh, fairly quickly just before this one. Um, so it'll go back to its regularly scheduled once every two weeks, uh, pretty much after this. Uh, so thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>